Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Penn Holderness. You may know us from our kooky internet videos. Cookies. Is that the correct You term? meant to say cringy. Oh, well, no. one or the other, yeah. We are a family that makes goofy in- interview videos, internet videos, yes. But now we have a podcast. Which is more of an interview type of thing. A little bit longer than our videos. They're meant to make you laugh like our videos, but also to make you think. And really, our goal, we're trying to be better people, and we're bringing in those who can help us accomplish that goal. Absolutely. Um, if you wouldn't mind, uh, hit subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts, and that way our podcasts come to you every Tuesday morning. Um, we love the feedback, and we love it when you listen. Thank you so very much. Coming up, my lovely, perfect, amazing wife <laughs> gets a little bummed out when the weather is cold, and it's actually a thing. Yes, it is actually a thing, but do you also notice that my husband will say, if before he says something not so nice about me, he says three really nice things about me. Beautiful, lovely, perfect. And then he says, she's then terrible. She screamed at me, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, so we actually, we have a specialist to talk about seasonal affective disorder. She also, at the very end, if you stay till the end, she solves a very important problem for me and tells us the exact temperature you should have the house at for a couple. It's incredibly controversial. I'm, I'm trying to do like a sexy tease. Stay till the end. In the uh, meantime... I th- she was really smart and really helpful and gave some very specific advice up until that point. So let's start with a cheerful song. Are you sad when the weather is crappy? When it's <laughs> cold and cloudy, do you get a little snappy? Did you maybe shout at your husband this morning? He didn't do anything wrong, but it was dark and stormy. What? It's so horrific. That example was really specific. But it would be terrific if you could be less tenebrific. Tenebrific comes from the Latin term tenebri, meaning darkness. Ah, She's gonna hate this song, too. Oh, my God. Like the weather But I wrote it 
That don't really sound much like Trent Reznor. Okay. Is there more? No, you can stop. Oh, wow. Okay. So the topic of our podcast today is like seasonal affective disorder. Um, I was going to talk about my battle with depression. And now my husband has just recorded a grunge song, maybe making fun of me. No, I wasn't making fun of you. That that was It was a specific sounding example, but I was trying to be general about just, it, does this happen to you sometimes, people? <laughs> I do think it's uh, industrial rock. And uh, oh, I'm sorry, industrial rock. So we... I love you so much, and I was being, I was going over the top there. Obviously, I'm not a member of Nine Inch Nails, but we did talk this morning about how there are times when so, uh, weather affects your mood more so than other people. Uh, well, no, not you. other people, but more than you. Yes, you seem agitated already, no. like right out of the gate. Um, well, winter is coming. Yeah, winter. Okay, winter is coming, and I and I get a little anxious about winter because I know what happens to me. I know that. So last week we live in Raleigh, North Carolina, and last week it was rainy. Yeah, we had a pump. It was, it's called a pump fake winter. It yeah. like comes a little earlier. It, it was freezing cold yeah. and it was raining, and I went dark. I went into a deep dark place. I was questioning everything, uh, and, and uh, let me tell you a little story. So, Penn ugh, and his tennis. <laughs> what, what, what is going so on? So, if, if I don't get enough sleep, I become a terrible, terrible human being. Um, we've talked about this. I don't have FOMO. I don't have a fear of missing out. I have a fear of missing sleep. I have FOMS. And so, he went to go play tennis at 9.30 at night. Like, who does that? And so It's hard to get court time when it's raining. Uh, well, it's an indoor bubble. So... I knew that he'd be home at like 11, and if he comes into the room and wakes me up at 11 o'clock, because I'm an old lady, and I go to bed at like 9.30, so I, so he did. He can't comes in, the dog starts bark, barking. I got so irrationally upset and mean, and so, but no, let me finish. Let me finish. I, I just want to add some details to the story, because it was very funny. What? Uh, I got home at 10.30. You got home at like midnight. The- <laughs> It was 2 a.m. I have the time, like, stamps on all of the phone calls that I got from you. So I got home at 9.30, and I, I was – at 10.30. I was starving. So I got some food, and I ate some food in the darkness, quietly downstairs. I didn't even turn the TV on because I knew that you would be – there was Monday Night Football on. I turned it on without the volume on, and I sat with my dog, and we – and so she calls me and goes, why aren't you up here? And I said, because I'm trying to quietly eat downstairs. She was like, well, why don't you come up here and and quietly sit in the dark? No, because <laughs> I was just at that point I was up and I'm like, just get in bed so I can go to sleep now. Because if I fall asleep and then you wake me up, it was irrational and terrible. And I was just like being really mean and not nice. But let me tell you something. My husband did the nicest thing ever. Really? I'm not aware of the this. The next day. Oh, I know this. Yeah. He didn't say anything. <laughs> the next day, we pretended it, it didn't happen. Because this, I mean, I was like, I was saying really, like, you do this every time. You go play tennis, and then I can't go to sleep, and then I'm is my sleep not important to you? If I don't get enough sleep, I, I was like irrationally <laughs> I'm sorry terrible. I'm laughing, but that's a really good impression but, of you. And so the next day, you could have been like, hey, Kim, let's talk about what a terrible human being you were. But instead of doing that, you just ignored it and moved on and it was like we just moved on with life and that was a gift you gave me oh and then i wrote that song for you to take make it all go away <laughs> as trent reznor would say and i'm sorry so, no, so and i did 
I did think once we woke up and you weren't. I could tell you were sorry when you woke up because you were a little more chipper. You were like, "Hey, hey you. you!" Like right when I came downstairs, and so. I felt like it was a good time just to move on. And I do know you. And Kim, this is a real thing. And we're actually bringing in a, is it a doctor? A yes. therapist? What is what is What are her credentials? All the things. She's got all the things. And she knows about seasonal affected disorder. And so you, you are, uh, to me, are a strong candidate for this disorder for many reasons. The main one may not even be the fact that you have a history of depression. It may be that you have a history of living in Florida. <laughs> Florida has ruined me. It's know? very warm this time of year. There's yes. no winter. I know. And while you like winter for Christmas, you like it just for... I, I don't even know that I like it for Christmas. No, you like the, the whole get bundled up and... <laughs> really? I can do without it. Are you it. just saying that for the kids? Yes, totally. Okay, okay. No, I um, I am, am just... And that's why when we talk longingly about like moving to the beach or moving to a sunnier place, Raleigh has a very mild winter and it's still too much for me. And um, I hear that. But I I do believe that this is a real thing. I get I go dark in the winter. We actually have one of those like lights. We bought one of those lights on the internet that you're supposed to stare at it and it's supposed to make you feel better. How did that? I don't how did think that you're work? supposed to stare at it. Well, be near it um, or whatever. How did that work for you? Um, it, it helps I think, but it feels like a little bit like I'm in a tanning bed. But I do have to. I, I have to say this though. There are days when I'm just like curled up in a ball and I don't want to do anything and everything is frustrating and I just want to like quit my job and go work in a library, um, that the things that I'm supposed to do, which are get outside, even if it's cold, exercise, move on with life, those are the hardest things to do. And if you remind me, if you say, hey, why don't you go to the gym? I'm like, what are you saying? <laughs> what are you suggesting? Yeah. But I, I do know that deep down, like those are the things that I have to do, and that's where my little personal mantra comes in, and it's like right foot, left foot, breathe, right foot, left foot, breathe, and I just like get out of bed, right foot, left foot, breathe, okay, go to the gym, right foot, left foot, just like do it, and, and then slowly the funk starts to lift. So what are the things, you are a, a spouse of somebody who goes through this kind of darkness, Pen. what are tips for if your partner is, is being a terrible human and is affected by the weather? We're saying this before Dr. CV gets here, and I'm sure there'll be a different answer afterwards. But the tip that I would give personally um, is if, if you see some sort of irrational behavior and you can tie it to uh, something that they can't control, like potentially this, uh, be nice, <laughs> be patient, let it pass. And at least in our case, sometimes uh, life just rolls on uh, as it was. Now, she's probably going to have some sort of language I'm supposed to say, or she's going to have some kind of idea of what I'm supposed to do. But that's what I like. What we did was we just let it be. I have to say, but that was sometimes the hardest thing to do is to let like, to let your partner be a terrible human being and then not rub it in their face. Right. And be so maybe I shouldn't have written that song. <laughs> it was yeah. a really good song. Max, it was a good song. But that I, was my jam. Man. Yeah, it was a good song. But I have to say, like, that was, I don't know if I'm a big enough human to do that. But just to, okay, this is a thing. You're going, You're and I, I get severe anxiety when we have, like, a project coming up or we have something we have to be and we're running, like, I get severe, like, crazy anxiety. And you kind of just let that go. You do the same thing to me just with my ADHD. Maybe you're not aware of it, but. You know, when I leave stuff all over the place. I don't know. I passive aggressively like to point it out. You do sometimes. Sometimes you just take. Well, oh you're my right. gosh, you you're... guys! He had forty-seven pair of pants 
on the bedroom floor. I didn't even know a human could wear that many pants. And he just, he gets to the bedroom and he takes off his pants, but not in a sexy way. Just like in a normal, I'm done with wearing a pants kind of way. And I looked around the room yesterday. Hang on, what's a fo- sexy way for me to take my pants off? <laughs> I'm just curious. More on this hot topic in a second. But first, Stitch Fix. Have you guys heard of Stitch Fix? I have now. You've been telling me about them for several months. Yes. Okay. I am a client of Stitch Fix. So when they reached out wanting to advertise in this podcast, I was like, please. So Stitch Fix keeps me from wearing the same shirt every single day. I love navy and white striped shirts, and I discovered I had 18 in my closet. So I just needed to spice things up. Um, So you go to stitchfix.com slash holderness, and you can tell them about your styles. You tell them what you like. You take this like fun kind of style, lifestyle, budget, body quiz. And it's an online personal styling service. It finds and delivers clothes, shoes, and accessories to fit your body, budget, and lifestyle. So you're paired with your very own personal stylist who will handpick items and send them right to your door. Like you enter in your Instagram account or your Pinterest page, and they they look at that, and they get an idea of like who you are and what kind of things you're doing. You can try them on, pay only for what you love, and return the rest. The shipping and exchange and returns are always free. What's their accuracy rate been for you as far I as when they keep most of the stuff in the box. That's yeah. I do. And then if you if you send if we I had one box where stuff didn't fit right. I'm like, you know what? I put in the wrong size. And I went and went back in and then so the next box they they, you know. Like please send us some other stuff. I'm well, way hotter than this. No, no, no. Like, I yeah. I put in I I thought I was a size 2. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> and I am not a size 2. There's no subscription required. You can sign up and receive scheduled shipments or get your fix whenever you want. Stitch Fix's styling fee is only $20, and that's applied toward anything you keep in the shipment. So get started now at stitchfix.com slash holderness. You'll get an extra 25% off when you keep all the items in your box. That's stitchfix.com slash holderness to get started today. Stitchfix.com slash holderness. Oh, I think we have somebody at the door. Our Hold on, I'll be here. Right this is sort of a this is our Mr. Rogers moment. Yeah. Hi, Hi, how are you? Hello. Nice to meet you. Hi, Kim. We're Amanda. we're actually recording as you walk in. How are you? I did bake um, bacon chocolate chip cookies, which I what? Did. What? Hold Max has baked bacon? bacon chocolate chip cookies I've never for heard us. Yes, I went to Alan Benton's bacon in the Smoky Mountains of Tennessee oh, this is and from came Alan back. Benton's? Yeah, so I oh. took bacon fat and I put it inside of my cookies. So they're extremely decadent. Could you uh, nudge those over here? That is no joke. Bacon fat? Yeah. Not not like not like bacon bits. No, like I made dinner. bacon for the family, bacon and eggs, and then I rendered all that fat down and I saved it because that's what you're supposed to do. I saved it for a while, and then a week later, I said I'm going to turn these into cookies. And so I just it, I instead of putting all butter, I subbed about half the butter and put about two tablespoons of bacon fat in there. So oh my God. you're eating oh, them. These are so good. <laughs> So dangerous. Oh my gosh. Welcome. Have some bacon. <laughs> yeah, really. Max, but there's not actually bacon. It's just what you it's use to lubricate it. Um, it is. You can taste it too. This um, is yummy. It's the best welcome I've ever gotten. I know. Bacon fat. More of our conversation in a moment, but first a shout out to a new sponsor, Simple Contacts. We are very excited about this company. Because we need contacts. A lot of them. Because if we lived, we've always said this, if we lived back in prehistoric times with velociraptors, oh, we'd be dead. We would have been eaten. We would have tried to shake hands with them because we're both blind. So blind. We are completely blind. Uh, we're also busy and there are a million <laughs> things demanding our time. So the combination of that needing contacts and having no time to deal with a doctor's visit is why simple contacts is perfect. So 
I downloaded this thing. It's kind of amazing. There's two ways they can help you. One is if you have an existing prescription and you just want more contacts, well, you just take a photo of your prescription and boom, they send you contacts yeah. without leaving anything like on your computer. <laughs> if you have an expired prescription, a prescription that needs to get renewed, you can actually take a $20 vision test by your phone turns into a doctor's vision test. It's the craziest thing. It's crazy. The doctor's like, hello. You know, they don't say your name, but it's like, put the phone this far away and they know when you're 10 feet away. And then you do an eye test and then they pass it on to their doctors. It's designed by ophthalmologists and a licensed doctor. So, you know, you skip the office visit, but not the care. And it's amazing. You get your contacts. What do you think of that, honey? <laughs> you you want to comment on it? I'm super excited for you. Sorry. Um, they, they've been rated five stars over 5,000 times <laughs> on the App Store, which is unbelievable. And the prices for the lenses were also really good. So anyway, just do this. Do this if you're like me and you don't want to get eaten by dinosaurs and you don't want to leave your house. You should try this. Okay, I have to read this disclaimer. This is not a replacement for your periodic full eye health exam, which is like glaucoma tests and things that are important. But just to, to like, you know, to renew an expired uh, prescription or you know get some from an existing, it's really useful. You just go to www. Kim makes fun when I say www. They're all www. I know. Go, just go to simplecontacts.com/holderness. Enter the code holderness at checkout. And you save 20 bucks. So basically, if you take that vision test, you it's get that free. for free. Yeah. So once again, simplecontacts.com slash Holderness. Enter Holderness at checkout, and you'll save yourself a headache with Simple Contacts. WWW. <laughs> is that good, Matt? That should be good, right? Yeah. Okay. So our guest is here. She has a scarf on, which I think is fitting. Um, <laughs> she is qualified because she's, she's wearing a scarf, her, guys. <laughs> her, her name is Amanda Seavey. Doctor. Do- excuse me, Dr. Amanda Seavey. She is a clinical psychologist. She knows all about seasonal affective disorder and all kinds of things that uh, are going to help us become a better couple and communicate when there are things wrong with us. Her website is... ClarityPsychologyNC.com. Yes, and it's got really good pictures on it. <laughs> Why, thank you. And it's a nice shot of you right there. I worked very hard on that. And look, there's, so a, shot of, there's a shot of a new client with a sun-drenched kind of like lens flare. They look very happy. There's When the sun on there is very apropos because we're going to talk about seasonal affective disorder. Thank you for joining us, Amanda. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. So, Amanda, we were just talking about some instances lately where winter gave us a little pump fake last week, and it got cold, and it got rainy, and... I could tell, she could tell, we could tell that something was happening to Kim's brain, body, and soul, and everything. I went into a very dark, dark place. Sure. It's a thing, right? This is the thing? It is. You're not alone in that. I think a lot of people have that experience this time of year. It's difficult. There's stress. The light is is different. It's colder. We all sort of want to hibernate. So, you're not alone. So... I have one of those lights, mm-hmm. right? And then I, I kind of turn it on as I'm working on my computer sometimes here and there. I, am I doing it right? Is that really helpful? It is helpful for a lot of people. And you want to think about that light as uh, we want to mimic the sunlight. So you want to use it probably first thing in the morning, 20 to 30 minutes. And you want to have it about two feet from your face and your like 10 o'clock or 2 o'clock vision as much as possible at eye level or higher. So we're really trying to create almost like a false faux sunlight. 
Um, and you you do want to do that first thing in the morning if you if you can. Okay, and I'll put a link in the show notes to the one yeah. I use. Um, I don't know that there's. How do you diagnose someone with seasonal affective disorder? Yeah, well, you want to sort of think about what has changed for you, right? So what is your norm? What's your baseline? And then what are you feeling now? So we look for things like feeling down or blue, feeling really fatigued, even though you're actually sleeping more than you usually do, eating more, craving carbs, Mm. feeling irritable or having difficulty concentrating, things like that. And um, so check, check, check. I got all those. So I self-diagnosed myself. And then I was also like a crazy person to my husband. And my husband gave me the great gift by just like moving on. He mm. just like didn't take it like super seriously, which was a, quite a gift he gave. So if you have a partner that maybe is going through this, what are the ways we can support each other and support your partner? That's a great question. And I think the support is so important for things like this. So you really do want to lean on people that are closest to you. A lot of times it's our partners or our closest friends or family who see this for the first time, right? We don't even see it in ourselves sometimes. Our people see it in us. So you want to express concern and kind of have a a team mentality. Like, I'm here with you. We can do this together. Also, listen, and listen non-judgmentally, which is a really difficult thing to do, it actually. Is. But it's so helpful for people. And I, I think that sometimes, so um, I have a history of depression and anxiety. I have a history of not listening. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Just throwing that out there. You're <laughs> not alone in that either. Right, I got you. Okay. And so I call Penn my human golden retriever because he is never, even in the, like, the darkest times, of things we've gone through, he somehow, he has like this emotional Teflon. He can kind of just like, okay, you know, I, we, we were moving his parents out of their home, you know, mm. and this is the home that the, the this was last year, 40, last 40 winter. years, yeah. Yeah, he was, came home from the hospital to this house. And so like, and we were, you know, getting them the medical care they needed. I, it was just like, it was last winter, it was dark, and we're walking through the house for the last time, and I'm crying, and I look at him, he goes, where do you want to go for lunch? And I'm like, he just didn't, it just doesn't, he's like, yeah, sad, okay, let's go. Like, and it's just like, he can move on mm-hmm. in a way that like, I don't, it's like alien to me. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it's a very interesting that we kind of ended up together, mm-hmm. these people. So my question is like, how do I get him to understand? I mean, he does a good job, but like, how do you get somebody who's not going through it to understand? Like, what are the words I can say to help me communicate? Yeah. And I think that it's really important that you do putting words to your feelings is actually really helpful, but it, it takes time. It takes kind of sitting with how you're feeling and and sitting in an undistracted way so that you can find what those words are for you. So being able to say, this is what my experience is like. Sometimes we can use a metaphor for that. Like, oh, it feels like I'm in quicksand and I'm struggling. And the harder I struggle, the deeper I sink. So things like that, that, that you've actually sat thought about these things for yourself that then you can say out loud. It doesn't come naturally for most people, but that struggle, that difficulty of finding those words is actually really healing for most. So being able to carve out some time for the two of you to sit and talk. You know, when we were engaged, uh, living in New York, 
and sin together. Um, because, oh, I'm sorry, look, not not living in sin would have meant two separate rents in downtown New York, so not I don't care what anyone says. It <laughs> no was way. fine. It was fine. We did it. Um, well, we learned a lot about each other. We lived in a tiny little apartment, and there was one, I'll never forget this. There was one afternoon where Kim was sitting in the couch, and she was crying, and she is beautiful. She's gorgeous, and she was upset at the way that she looked, and she was upset about the way that she felt, and she said... Did I say field? You sure did. I was on a roll there, and now I sound like an idiot. Uh, (laughs) The way that she felt. And she said, she wasn't looking at me. She was looking out the window, and she said, I feel like I want to jump out of my own skin. And I was looking at her skin. She has perfect skin. She's beautiful skin. And it didn't make sense to me. And I remember saying, that's ridiculous. Look at you. Just stop being an idiot. Stop being so silly. And that didn't help. Um, <laughs> Calling somebody an idiot while they're having an emotional there breakdown you go. doesn't there you work. Go. Well, but to me, it's like, what is wrong with you? You're perfect. So 14 years of that, uh, we've known each other for that long. I have learned that that is, forgive me, that's an irrational thing for you to think. But, and because it is that, I really don't need to uh, always engage. I, I need to say, I hear you. I need to comfort her, but not disagree with her on anything that she's saying. Does that sound... Like right. I've, I've landed on some good places there. What did, what did I? You have yeah, anything else that you would add? Well, I would say what you're doing there is is validating her experience, and that is, I mean, really at our core, we just want to be seen and heard. Mm-hmm. And so to do that, to say, I see you, I see what your experience is, even if it isn't my experience, even if I can't connect the dots on how you got there, it's yours, and I yeah. see it. Mm-hmm. How many romantic comedies have ended with a guy realizing and saying, I see you or I hear you, and then they make out? Oh, right. I feel all like that's them. always, that's, that's the key, right? So that's you really the end just want to make out. Yeah. <laughs> You're just in this to make out. Right. We're breaking up. I'm never talking to him again. I see you. Music plays. Make out. Yep. Cue the make out session. Okay. Rom-com. So <laughs> are, are there actual symptoms of seasonal affective disorder besides just I, I get really... Um, Course you start smelling your hair. I, I know, I do. I just bite my hair. It's the weirdest thing. Anyway, what are, what are some symptoms? Yeah, so we do see that irritability, that feeling down. Um, and specific to seasonal affective or this depression with a seasonal pattern, we want carbs and to eat more instead of to eat less and then sleeping more. But you also see things like just general loss of interest in things that we typically love doing, oh, you know, our favorite things. And we're like, meh, meh. Yeah. yeah. And then what do I, what do I do about it? What, 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 how should I be treating this? Yeah, that's, I think that's the, the ultimate qu- question, right, is what to do. And I think that, you know, I'm a unsurprisingly big advocate for therapy mm. uh, because I think that we often wait um, until things are really bad before we think let's let's go talk to somebody and i think be proactive start there sometimes even um when it starts to interfere with your life when you're not living the life that you want go talk to somebody um it's a lot less scary than it feels like it is i think it is scary for for a lot of people and i can understand that so there's there's that but there's also general self-care that that you can engage in to you know that are just good, healthy wellness things that you can do on your own as well. So she's right here. You should do some free therapy right now. Just talk to her like a yeah, Seriously, let's just no, do some but, free. It doesn't cost anything if we do it right now. Do some free so, therapy. So, but, oh free therapy. No, but I do think that on the self-care thing, I know 
when, be specific and she'll give you some therapy. <laughs> I know I know that as it's like dark and it's gross, but I know I need to go to the gym. I know I need to go outside, but it is that is when it's hardest mm-hmm. to do that. So like how do you kick yourself out of bed? How do you kick yourself into that? Yeah. That's what is really difficult because you don't feel like doing anything like I said. So it, you know, set realistic goals for yourself. If the goal is I'm going to go to the gym and run for an hour every day this week, well, the chances are good that you're not going to. I won't do that when I feel great. So certainly <laughs> when I'm feeling down, it's not going to happen. So I would say set realistic goals. Start small. I'm just going to go to the gym today. Today. For today. some length of time. So things like that. But, you know, there are things that unexpectedly have a, a, a really big effect, like go to bed and wake up at the same time every day. Mm-hmm. It's shocking how much that changes because it regulates our circadian rhythm. It helps keep us in a routine. And then if you're getting up early, you're also getting more sunlight during the day. So things like that can just have all sorts of impacts. How many clients do you get the Monday after daylight savings time is over? A lot. It's like that, <laughs> that bums me out. And I, and I don't have any of these things. I just hate it when the sun starts going. Why do we do that? I know it's a school thing, right? Is it a school no, thing? No, it's, I think it goes back to like farmers. Like no. They could get more. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was like a school In the winter thing. months, they can get more okay. sunlight. Yeah, I think that's. And, and it's antiquated and terrible. Um, I will say for my tip to getting to the gym, so I just put on workout clothes and I'll, I'll tell myself, go for 12 minutes. Yes. And, and get on a treadmill or go to it for 12 minutes. And after 12 minutes, if I feel like leaving, then I can. Um, but go for 12 minutes. And 100% of the time, after you're doing it for 12 minutes, you'll stay for 30 Absolutely. or 45 or an hour. So just go for 12 minutes. And then, but the, I mean, I will say there was one time I'm like, I did my flipping 12 minutes. I'm out of here. And But I did it. And I felt a little bit better for just having like checked that box. Absolutely. I think that that's great advice. So it's that kind of set a small realistic goal. And then you call it a success at that point, you know, and if you do more great, but if not, that's fine too. Yeah, and there's something about like checking the box too. They're like, sure. I was productive. She today. likes to make lists. I'm a big list. And maker. it's interesting because you, I think you're a goal oriented person, and the way you're talking about that with goals, I'm a priority oriented person, mm. just sort of ranking things that need to get done. And so for this, for this disorder, it sounds like you're saying that the priorities are regulated sleep, some level of exercise, as you said. I'm going to go to the gym for some amount of time. <laughs> Just, I can't wait. You're going to say that to me. I'm, like, going, to, I'm going to the gym for some, an amount of for time. For an amount of time. So exercise, sleep, anything else that's a priority? Yeah, I think that talking to people. And if it, you know, if it's not a therapist, talk with your friends and your family because the tendency is to isolate. We yes. want to sort of crawl in bed or okay. put on Netflix and and be alone. Right. You know, as much as possible, go do the things you love doing, be with the people you but love. But what if what you love doing is not talking to people? I was gonna say, <laughs> now we're getting into how I'm an introvert and I would prefer to sit. Yeah. yeah, I do love to sit on the couch and watch Netflix. Right. Well, whatever your values are, and, and certainly self-care and comfort and rest can be a, a value, do that, right? Mm-hmm. But it's also important to get some social interaction with that as well. Totally. And, no, and, and that being said, I know I do better. I, I We joke about when we're going to do an upcoming podcast on like introvert versus extrovert. Um, but I know that I, I love being around people. And, and then I know like when it's going to drain me. Like I, I, I need it. And then it's going to like drain the battery. So the, I feel like there's like a fine line. That's when she ghosts people at parties. I, yes. I leave. 
Well, and, and I don't make a big deal about it. I just get in the car and I leave. And you've got to take care of you, right? I, I know. Self-care. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you're, you're such a candidate for a scorching case of SAD. You've got, you've got the, the introvert part that that's difficult to kind of reach out and communicate with people sometimes, which I love about you, by the way. It's like <laughs> See, one of my favorite parts he, about you. It yeah, is. Anytime it he is. feels like he's saying it something is. bad about me, he then like comes up with a compliment. It's really, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, so you've got that, right? <laughs> The, the other thing, uh, you, you have a history of depression. Yes. Right? Here's the other, the big thing, and you can speak to this as well, Amanda. She's from Florida. <laughs> so I grew up in Florida, and this yeah. whole like, winter thing is a huge bummer. Yeah. Yeah. So why do we live in a place that has winter? Yeah, I am, I'm a big advocate for no winter. Just yeah. do away with it myself <laughs> because I, I love the sunshine and the warmth. It's not that bad in North Carolina, you guys. It, it really, you, you spend time in Florida, right? It's yeah. so hard. Yeah, it's beautiful and there's a lot of sunshine. And I mean, they don't know how to do elections, but other than that, <laughs> Florida's great. That small thing. <laughs> but it's warm year-round. You can be outside all of the time. So there's just a difference in energy, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Maybe it's relative then, right? Because w- there could be someone listening to us from Mankato who is like, yes. uh, y- you guys, Yeah. <laughs> it's minus eight. T- we're going to get these comments. It's yeah. minus a thousand. What's wrong with you? Well, they probably are more used to that and that's what their bodies are used to. Yeah. And so Kim, Kim lived in Florida her entire life until a very selfish man took her out of that. I actually got the job in New York City. Well, I was working there too. Okay. But don't claim that as your own. I mean, I got a job there. None of this happened until you met me. I'm just trying to help you by taking the blame. Why are you getting mad at me? <laughs> I was trying to take the heat on this and you're upset with me. I got the job and I said, you could come with me if you want to. I, your family all accuses me of dragging you out of Florida. Anyway, they need a, they need a victim. This is a, and this now is... we have a new topic for the podcast. <laughs> Why do you always have to be the bad guy? Why can't I be the bad guy? <laughs> oh, but that was, that was less of that. That was you being an empowered, strong yeah. woman. I, Okay. I'm just so trying here's to, another just question. Trying to, just trying to help. So here's another question. We have kids that are kind of witnessing all this. Like when mommy goes, you know, dark. How do you talk to your kids about this? How do you communicate? Because this might be something they're going to go through too. Absolutely. It's an opportunity. So talk openly and honestly about this with your kids and in a developmentally appropriate way, of course. You want to use language that they understand. And it's even better if you can relate it to something that they've seen or experienced or heard i don't know if you've seen inside out that oh, movie, love that movie. Love yeah. that movie. amazing for talking to kids about emotions and when we get stuck in certain emotions what you know we call that depression or anxiety mm-hmm. it's it's a reference point for them to be able to say ah oh, yes i know what you're talking about there and then you know being able to reassure them about like we're doing something here we're taking care of this it's not something that you have to be frightened or afraid about, but also not hiding it, not pretending that it's not happening. Mm-hmm. And is this time of year with the holidays, is that especially triggering for people? Oh my gosh. It's not just because so of the weather. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think about all the stress that we put on ourselves. We have these really high expectations for what the holiday, the picture perfect family holiday is supposed to be, It, which never is. And then we get disappointed or upset or frustrated with ourselves for not being able to meet all these expectations. What's the worst month for SAD? Is it uh, is it December or is it that month after Christmas or is it February yeah. when you want winter to go away? Or it tends to be January and February. Okay. It's, you know, you see it kind of setting in around November when the, the time changes, but 
worst is in January and February. So I'm really advanced that I've already started, is what you're saying. <laughs> yes. I, yeah. Um, my husband has um, this great thing where he likes to lower his expectations. So if we go on an, an, a, an a vacation or anything, he's like, let's just lower our expectations. So I, it, it annoys me, except when it comes to the holidays, mm-hmm. because Thanksgiving, we're hosting and be like, lower your expectations. Like, what's the worst thing that can happen? I'm like, oh, the turkey explodes and we don't have enough food. He's like, oh, there's always enough food. We have pretzels. We can order a pizza. Like, lower your expectations. It'll be funny, you know. So that, like, that sort of, that actually is very helpful when he does that. Yeah, I can see why. Because you really do get kind of a, an understanding of, you know, what's the worst that could happen. And that's pretty reassuring. And how do you know when, when it's like seasonal affective disorder, but that come like March, April, May, it doesn't go away? Like, what is that? Well, we would sort of take away that that specifier of a seasonal pattern and just call it major depressive disorder at that point. And then, uh, what, so I've been through therapy and I've been through counseling, but for somebody who hasn't, how do you work through that? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the, the process of getting a therapist is often the most difficult part and, and you know, just know that most therapists will do a free phone consultation with you so you can kind of like ease in and, mm-hmm. and you know, test the waters. But once you're there, there's a lot to it, right? Because 10 different people with depression might show 10 different forms of depression and have many different internal and external variables that are kind of holding that in place. So you start by assessing like, what's the form and function of this? What's going on here? And what's keeping you stuck in these patterns? And then you kind of say these things out loud and try to rework these neural pathways a little bit. Um, one more question, and this is from the dudes over here, all right? And Kim <laughs> thinks this is ridiculous, but I think that it's ridiculous to think that it is ridiculous. Preach it on. Is there such a thing as seasonal affective disorder when it gets <sighs> too hot? We no. hate Max yeah. and I hate the summer. Uh, we hate humidity, and it actually makes me not not as much like gloomy, but irritable, like a little and lethargic, and all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Does that happen? Is that a thing? It does Boom. actually. Uh, it's Boom. super rare, super rare, <laughs> super rare. But it does happen. It, there is a thing um, that's would be considered summer onset or spring onset. Especially with like crippling humidity and just gross. It's good for right? your skin. Oh my gosh. The humidity. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm glad to hear that. Okay, good. So now you know. I don't like it when it's hot. She doesn't like it when it's cold. You didn't know this, but the main reason we brought you in will be the last thing we ask is you're going to tell us where to set the thermostat <laughs> in our house if we, because it is. It's we're, we're apart by a good ten degrees. So Amanda, if, if yeah. we, that's, like that, that, that's a marital issue when you're apart get, by ten degrees. If we get divorced, it's because. We cannot de- agree on the temperature. It is this, <laughs> this passive is a big aggressive. Moment. She's going to tell us. No, no, no. It's a passive aggressive. Like he'll leave the room and go, like put it down, and I'll go put it up. And it was. It's like it is the most passive aggressive argument. That's that we correct. Have. Yeah, it's a common one actually. It's at my house too. It's a constant argument. So what do you set yours at? So we. I, no, no, no. She can't. That's sh- not no, the no, right no. answer. I She's from know. Florida. No, no. I need her to give I, a, 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 no, no. I want to. Sh- you're stop. you're trying to get her. I know what she's going to say. No. Stop. She likes it warmer. No, no, no. Stop. Okay. What, what do you set yours at? So during the day, 73, 74. In the winter? Well, in the winter time, actually, I let it get pretty chilly, but yeah. then... Because it helps you sleep if mm-hmm. it's chilly at night. That's right. It's really That's good right. for your sleep <sighs> schedule. That's right. That's right. Okay, so, so go ahead. During the day, 
During the day, it depends. I'm not home a lot during the day, so so. She's so scared to give us a number. It's so great. We're gonna <laughs> so make her. We're gonna hold her. I like her this is it. I I like to sweat even at night. It's disgusting. I love to sweat. It. She so doesn't know what to do with you right now. I know. I I I just I don't know. I just it, love it. The fight is at nighttime in the winter time. I want 69 or below, or I'm in mm-hmm. or I'm in trouble. She needs 71 or above, or she's in trouble. I mm-hmm. end up. She ends up usually winning. I end up sleeping on the top of the sheets. And then when it does get colder and I actually need the sheets, she's taken all of the sheets. <laughs> They're completely on her side. And so when I have to pull to get the sheets, she becomes... This is supposed to be about me, honey, and what I'm going through with seasonal affective You don't disorder. want to get a final answer on this? This is the main issue. and It's a good thing. This is the biggest issue in our marriage. It's the temperature in our house. There is actually an official recommendation for the temperature to sleep at that what? helps with your sleep. What is this? Th- that helps with your sleep and your mood and everything. Here we go. 67. Bam! <laughs> yes! I, I will add this oh in. Oh, my Some goodness. data from ConsumerReports.org says <sighs> 78 degrees Fahrenheit when you are home. Oh, that's ridiculous. That's sweltering. But go ahead. 85 degrees Fahrenheit when you are at work or the, away. That's... Oh, you mean... Oh, okay. For the house, sure. Right. And this 82 sounds- degrees Fahrenheit when you are sleeping. And okay. I do think this article was written either by my wife or Kim. <laughs> So, or by someone who lives on Mercury. I, like it's, it's, I think I would. I, I have. I wear an overcoat in the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's cute. It's cute. <laughs> Scarf, gloves. All, all, all. Um. Sixty-seven degrees, baby. It's not going to happen. That's science right there. That was science telling you sixty-seven degrees. That that is how your body processes sleep. We're going to try it tonight. No, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> There was a time after after my son was born and I went to I went to therapy for a while. I had some postpartum depression. I um, was on medicine. I think it saved me. It was awesome. It rocked. Um, I it, I got off of it after eight years. Like I and it, it was a rough go to get off of the medicine. And that's and I did it with a doctor. So don't just like stop taking your medicine for sure. Um, but but when exactly do you consider medicine? Yeah, I think it's different for everybody because everybody has a different idea about medication. Some people feel really uncomfortable and are very wary of that, but it can help. You know, Mm -hmm. it can make, even in therapy, I I see a difference with how difficult the struggle is for someone who's not taking a medication to help and someone who is. Not everyone needs it, but you can kind of think about, you know, if someone was diabetic, would they say, yeah, forget insulin. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take that. I'm not gonna do that. Um, no, of course not. We would actually say this is needed. This is necessary. So it's working with a doctor to find out where that point is for you individually. Yeah, I was on medicine for so long. Then I was like, why am I still on medicine? And then I had these, like, and I started to get crazy side effects. So that is why I actually got off. And we can talk about that another time. But I changed that honestly prompted I did huge changes in my diet mm-hmm. and to make sure like beforehand to make sure that I was like all stable and everything and then it took me like three or four months before I felt like back to myself and mm-hmm. there's and but there are times when I'm like I should have not stopped taking the medication but I'm glad you know I feel like a lot more I felt like everything was very numb which was great in the beginning I needed mm-hmm. things to be numb in the beginning but then I just felt like everything was very numb I couldn't get happy or sad so mm-hmm. um so yeah so now we're good in an ideal world you would find that the medication would sort of help with the extremes but not necessarily get to the point of, of feeling numb 
Every medication is different, though, and everybody responds differently. So it's really hard to kind of give a, uh, you know, one-size-fits-all answer there. Right. I want to thank Amanda for joining us. It has been so helpful. I cannot wait to sleep in a 67-degree house tonight. (laughs) Um, Honey, I want you to know that I absolutely love your brand of crazy. I know you like the way you've been talking about it. Like the one thing you should know about Kim, she like she wants to get better with depression, with sad, with everything. And she's like she's trying not necessarily to beat it, but she wants to live with it. And even when she does act a little crazy, she's she becomes aware of it within a couple of hours. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and it's adorable. Like you know, it's we. Aww. She knows she's. I think she's perfect. She knows when she's not being perfect, and that makes her perfect. And so I'm. I'm sorry that you're having to go through with this seasonal affective disorder in this frozen tundra of Raleigh, North Carolina. Stop uh, it. He's sorry. wearing shorts right now. This, <laughs> that is, was, this is our problem. That was passive aggressive. I no. I love you, and and we're gonna get through this. We're gonna go on a vacation somewhere warm soon. Let's do it now. Um, okay. Thank you, Amanda. Um, and Amanda's information is going to be in our show notes. Give us your website one more time. ClarityPsychologyNC.com. Thank you for talking do to us. Do you like this thank music? Thank you. I do. This you, is awesome. Uh, oh, oh, for the love. I bet you she's like secretly a huge Nine Inch Nails okay. fan. Okay. So ask take a screenshot <laughs> yeah. if you're okay. listening on Instagram and tag us. I do my best to... Um, to, to share those and actually hit subscribe on that old podcast. I'd appreciate it. Okay. Until next time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.